Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution. I'm your humble host, Amrit Sandhu, and you're tuning in to a conscious conversation designed to help you grow. Our mission here is simple. It's for you to live your purpose, live your best life, live the life you love. This podcast is sponsored by Enthusiasm for Life, by great creation itself. To keep the good vibes flowing for myself and yourself, do us a solid. Subscribe to the Inspired Evolution podcast on YouTube, the home of the Inspired Evolution podcast. Now sit back, relax, open your mind, open your heart to this conversation and stay inspired keep evolving welcome to the inspired evolution and ladies gentlemen plants and creatures of all kinds it is a treat to be here today we've got with us brendan white brendan how are you brother hey Amrit, how you doing i just i love the way you start this show yeah. I'm like, <laughs> This is the show that I want to be on. This is my kind of show. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't had your morning coffee, it'll wake you up. <laughs> yeah. True story. Yeah. Awesome, man. And uh, it's uh, it's really wonderful to drop in with um, a fellow Aussie. For those tuning in, like a large base of our audience here in the Inspired Evolution space here in Australia. So you guys are going to feel very at home, very comfortable with this because Brendan's actually, we were chatting before, he, uh, yeah, from the Sunshine Coast, just spending a lot of time living there. For those tuning into Brendan for what, like for the first time just give me one quick sec yeah he is a speaker he's an entrepreneur um he's a business and life mentor he covers man like once you start diving into brendan's work there is so the multi-dimensionality of what he gets into and the depth with which he gets into it it's really cool to have you here man he facilitates several special uh access consciousness programs um and i think that has him now 
in Houston, actually delivering that work from like this access consciousness hub for the world. So man, things like money, conscious businesses, relationships, um, even things about, uh, yeah, perspective and possibility and choice. So man, there's so much we can cover off in today, dude. It is such a pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much for doing this with us. Oh, it's so good to be here. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. So let's get started, man. I want, I could art like knowing so many places that we could start. I think, I just want to like sort of go straight towards the kind of heart of everything, which I feel is present in your work. Like how important is our relationship with consciousness? Do we need to define consciousness to start there? Like what do you describe like consciousness? Does it have something to do with perspective? I'm putting words in your mouth. I should shut up and just ask the question, please. What do you think? (laughs) Well, you know, I had no idea what, what consciousness was. And when I started, I started with access and, and they were talking about consciousness and I was like, but to me, I mean, growing up in Australia and especially on the Sunshine Coast, it was like <laughs> consciousness was this kind of like this some other universe that I, I was like, <laughs> I don't know what that is. Like, don't talk to me about consciousness. Talk to me about, um, you know, basically all of the smaller things that I decided I was. But mm. when I came along to access and I heard um, their definition of it, which was, Consciousness is where every everything and everyone is including cl- included and nothing and no one is judged. And I was like, oh, that's what I'd like to have. And and mm. that was like that. I mean, we can all put we can all get a bit of a a bit of a grasp on what that is then and go, oh wow, you know, and then look at it and go, because I don't know about you, but for me especially, oh, 11 years ago now, I I was my own worst enemy dynamically you know i'd be yeah. just judging myself constantly 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 and it was like so getting this was i would say it's a it's a it's a big step even to get that because it's something that like when you when you look at it and go i can actually get out of judgment that mm. is an actual that is something that i could get to um i'm not even there yet you know i still judge myself but it's like but i can say that yes it is because like i i do know for me that it's like it has gotten so much less mm. you know to get to a point in your life where you actually start liking yourself <laughs> is kind of a big thing <laughs> it actually is isn't it it's um it's it's such a subtle when you're talking about it it feels so subtle you know, it's like, you know, I'm just going to stop judging and I'm just going to build a relationship yeah. with myself. And when, you know, you're hearing that conversation, like externally, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, it almost runs the risk and part of me for going there. And I'm definitely not saying this about your work, but even sounds a bit wishy-washy until you've had the visceral experience yeah. of like yeah. how much like goes on in your inner world. And then you're like, oh man, like the inner narrative, <laughs> like the inner, the inner critic is just like, <laughs> bit of an ass like it's just consistently having a crack and i love yeah. the way you describe that because oftentimes when we <clears throat> i guess i'm speaking from my own experience like judgment we generally think like we're judgmental when we're judging others like externally and out there but you bring this whole relationship with judgment like centered focus like focus centeredly on yourself um and your relationship with judging yourself um, you mentioned all the small things. Can you give us a bit of a snapshot? Like, cause I'm, I'm sure there must've been some sort of, was there some sort of like, how did you come across access? Like, was it, was it some sort of like all these small things sort of come like piling into like a moment that sort of, 
yeah, yeah, sort of spat you out into, oh, damn, like that was painful and was the journey of the transformation to coming to this or was it smooth? Yeah. No, it was not smooth. <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, I've my whole life I've been extreme. Like if I'm going to do something from, from growing up to... You're not from Australia, are you? No, I'm yeah. <laughs> Right? Is it, it's an Aussie thing. I think it's definitely an Aussie thing. But, um, <laughs> but it's like, so I did this extreme too. So I, yeah. I basically got to rock bottom. Like I'd hit a point in my life where, I mean, so it was 11 years ago and I was sharing a bedroom with my four-year-old son at mm. that time. He was four at my, in my mother's house, mm. this tiny little bedroom with this, with this kid. And, you know, he would wake up in the morning and be like, dad, like, what are we doing today? You know, like, and he'd be all excited and just, and just stoked to be waking up and especially yeah. waking up next to his dad, you know, it's just like <laughs> share a bedroom with my dad. Like, this is awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, so there's four-year-old kids going, oh, I get to share a bedroom with my dad. This is like the best thing ever. And, and his dad's laying there going, I, I hate myself. I hate my life. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to raise this kid. I, mm-hmm. I was full of doubt. I was full of, of judgment of myself. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know where to go. Like it was, I, I was, I was doing, you know, reading spiritual stuff and I was, I was looking and looking and looking and I just, I got to a point where I basically it, it just given up. Mm-hmm. And this one day I woke up and I went, okay. I, and I didn't even know what I was asking. Like, you know, you talk about consciousness and you talk about, you know, the universe and, and God or whatever. And it's like, and I was just going, uh, I don't know who I'm asking right now, but I need help. Mm-hmm. And and it was interesting because the next day I found this little ad in the newspaper. And it's it's funny because Dane here, who you've had on here, yeah. um, he tells a very similar story. So I'm like, yeah, we've got it, you know, out of the <laughs> newspaper. <laughs> but um, I, I read this little <laughs> tiny little ad in the newspaper that says, all of life comes to me with these joy and glory, call Mel. And mm-hmm this tiny little pink ad in the classifieds of the Sunshine Coast Daily. Mm, of all places. <laughs> of all places. Was it really there or was Daily. it just there for you? Like I'm, I'm feeling the video of all of this. Yeah, go on. <laughs> it may have just been there for me, but it's like, so I called this girl and she said, all right, so I do this, I do this thing called the Access Consciousness Bars. Mm. At worst case, it's going to be like you've had a great massage and at best case, your life will change. And I went, I didn't know what it was, but it was some... It was one of those things where you just like, I have to do this. And I went and saw this girl and, and she was like, okay, can I, um, can I like, uh, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to run this body process on you, which is the access consciousness bars. But also, do you want me to like ask you a few questions and use this crazy clearing statement that we have? Mm-hmm. And I was like, basically just went, I don't care what you do, just help. Yeah. And, and like, she, so she did this and I laid there and just sobbed for an hour and a half and um and was just it was just it was just coming out it was just coming out of me and and i got in my she finished up and i got in my car after it and i was just like what just happened Mm. and i just i had this this peace in my world again that i hadn't had since i was a tiny kid Mm. and that was the beginning from there i just went okay so now what and it's just, it's been a journey since. It definitely hasn't been all up. It's been up and down, up and, you know, to, but, but a lot more up now. And yeah. it's just, it, it's just been a gift. Yeah, I'm loving that. And oh, thank you so much for sharing that because 
some part of me, what I'm hearing as well is like, you know, in that process of where you cracked open and went to the access bar and, you know, you kind of had that first process. Yeah. I'm even hearing that you weren't potentially able to label what was coming out and what you were clearing and any of that. But, and again, this is that subtlety, right? Like on the external, it's, you know, you just, there's just some tears or just some tears. I should probably <laughs> be conscious of how I say that. But, um, but you know, like internally, Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You know, you don't even know what was clearing, but probably the profundity of the depth of the experience probably stayed with you, yeah. I'm imagining, and that's probably what informs so much of the work that you do today, huh? Oh, big time. And it's like, but, but it's like this... I got into a point where it's like, you know, you just basically get to a point where I don't know if this happens for anyone else, but I'm guessing it does. It's like, you get to a point where you're like, how did I end up here? Yeah. How did I get from like this, this joyful little kid that I do recall that would run around and, you know, and have fun and just be like, what are we doing next to, to mm. do basically somebody who's looking at a kid the same age and not even wanting to be here anymore. And I was like, but, you know, with my child, like there was abuse in my childhood and quite a lot of it. Mm. And there was, you know, and a lot of different things growing up that mm-hmm. I just locked away. It was like, I, I was like, I don't know how to deal with this. So I'm just yeah. going to lock it away. And it got to a point where it was like, something's got to give. Mm. Something's got to give. And the, the thing is that like now I'm so grateful for it and I'm so grateful for the life that I've had and the people that I've had in my life, because it's like, I get to in facilitating now, it's like, I can draw upon so much with, Hey, I get it. Mm. You know, I get, we live in a world right now where it's like, it could be a lot greater. And I get, we live in a world right now where people aren't necessarily as kind as they could be And mm-hmm. you know, but we've all learned from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And the way I see it is, if there's enough of us now who go, you know what, it's time to have something different, mm-hmm. then we get to have a different world. Yeah. Yeah. It's a total inspired evolution. I, um, yeah. I, I love feel- that. Total inspired <laughs> evolution. <laughs> I, um, I, there was, there's a party story that I just wanted to tune into there, which, um, yeah, it just spoke, struck a chord. It's, you know, oftentimes when we're out there doing the work, you know, and especially people may potentially see personal development leaders as, you know, being so self-motivated and so self-driven and, you know, so like, you know, and oftentimes 
that's probably what a lot of people sort of externally see and that's probably what they're looking for. It's like, oh, that person's so self-driven that I'd love to be that internally inspired to sort of do my own work. Um, but you mentioned just, you know, how in that moment where, you know, you woke up and, yeah, you know, you you with your four-year-old son and he's had that, um, yeah, he's he's full of beans and you're just like, I'm not sure if I'm, you know, like just the the contrast between those two energies. Um, I just sort of wanted to go there because oftentimes people don't, I don't think we talk about it enough, but, and it's probably not the healthiest, but who cares? It happens, right? Like we, we often change for others. Like, do you, can we talk about that a little bit? Yeah, definitely. But, oh, well, I mean, I spent my life doing that. It was basically this, the way that I'd created myself was what does everybody need from me? Others' expectations, yeah, yeah. Yeah, others' expectations. So it's like as long as, you know, like you grow up as a kid and it's like for a lot of us, you know, well, for me definitely, it's like my parents weren't happy. So Mm. it's like, okay, how do I make you happy? What do I need to, what do I need to be so Mm. that they can be happy? And Mm. that even from that, from a young age, it's always this, what do I need to be so that this person's okay? Mm. And it, it gets to a point where, and for a lot of us and for a lot of the people that I've talked to and worked with, it gets to a point where you just go, where did I go? Yeah. <laughs> like where, where am I in the computation of my life and living right now? I am non-existent. And, mm-hmm. and that I get is far more common mm-hmm. than we want to acknowledge, but it is what is. And mm-hmm. it is to a different degree for different people, but it's like, and so, but then we, we, we also do this switch thing where it's like, okay, well, if I'm not making it about every, everybody else, then I'm selfish, you know, mm-hmm. or I'm narcissistic or I'm whatever. And we've got all of these different definitions of that. So ha- where do I go from there? Well, yeah. for me, what I've noticed and is the more I choose for me, mm-hmm. like truly for me, mm-hmm. the more I'm including everybody else in that. Yeah. And so it's like, it's, it's such a, I mean, it's such an interesting way that we're educated about being and we're educated about having us is, you know what, give everybody else what they want. That's a way of, you know, having joy and happiness and whatever. And it's like, it never works. Mm. And I don't know about you, but for me, when I'm around somebody who's being them, Mm. I want to be more me. It's like, (laughs) even with like, with us now, like talking to you, it's like, you have this sense of you, like, here I (laughs) am. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm like, and, and it's interesting because I'm like, and I'm realizing this talking to you now, because I'm like, oh, here I am too. Like, <laughs> here we are. And, yeah. and, you know, people could see that as, oh, that's arrogant. That's, um, well, you can see it however you want to see it. But mm. what if we could all just ask to be more mm. of actually, more of who we actually are? Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's just, it's such a different space to, to live from. Yeah, totally, brother. And thank you so much for that kind acknowledgement. It's um, it's a you're awesome. It's it's a, <laughs> touch wood. It's a, it's a really interesting piece, bro. When you start navigating from this, like, you know, what do I need to be versus just being? It's it, like you know, you've just you just sort of you 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 oh man, you've just described that so gorgeously. I love that. But it's such a massive shift to go from 
you know, consistently living into our own expectations, other people's expectations, the question, where did all those expectations come from is a totally worthy one. But it's like, like, can I just be, and like, you know, you talk about business, you talk about money, like, you know, even just like finding value in, oh, if I would just am, is there value enough in the world for me to just hang out and be here? Yeah. True story though. It's like, and then, but that's like, that's where we start creating this image of the, of us is we try and find our value in what other people value, Mm. you know? So other people might value, well, you're only valuable if you have this amount of money or if you have a relationship like this, or if you have this many kids or whatever that, whatever that structure is that they live from. Mm. And so if you're looking for value in other, you're looking to be valued by others with that structure that they used, you're always diminishing you. Yeah. It's kind of like, sorry, I interrupted. It's kind of like you leveraged out from, you leveraged out from that self that you were describing before, right? Because you leveraged into their perspective and their, like their view on the world rather than your own. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you know, I've, I've started looking at more, a lot more recently. Mm. Um, what is actually true for me? Mm. You know, you'd think I'd been a lot, I'd be a lot closer to that, but I started realizing even very recently, I was like, wow, I still don't even have a sense of that. And so Mm. for me, what I was doing was let me figure out what it is I'd like my life to be like before I choose. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what I've, what I've learned more and, and, and do every day is it's the choices we make that create our lives. So you don't necessarily have to go, you know what? I know what my future is going to be. Therefore I, I have a path to travel. Mm-hmm. It's what if you could just choose now and course correct along the way, start choosing to see what it is that's true for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, like when you make a choice and it lights your world up and you just yeah. like, that's something that's true for you. And, and then you'll make another choice where it's like, well, that made me feel like shit. Yeah. But for a lot of us, we keep making those choices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the conversation around choices is a really intriguing one because I know you deliver a workshop on the choice of possibilities. Can you give us a little yeah. bit of an insight in terms of, yeah, what does the choice of possibilities even mean? And what are we, what are we talking about when we go to come along to the choice of possibilities? Well, good, good question. I'm actually starting one here in Brazil tomorrow. Um, <laughs> there so we I'm go. Like, Look. I'm ready. I'm pumped. <laughs> but I'll tell you about the. Um, I'll tell you about the time I did my first. I did my first class. Um, like went to this class 11 years ago, and I walked into it just. Basically, at that time in my life, I thought when I went to that class, I was like, okay, what do I, like what what am I asking for? Like, what am I? You know, I was I was new to this. I was going, what am I like asking the universe for? Like, what's my what's my request? What's my demand? And it's interesting to look at now. And I talk about it because at that point in my life, I thought I wanted more girls and more money. Mm. Um, plenty, for anyone plenty, who knows plenty of people me, can relate. <laughs> well, I get that. I get that. Yeah. And that's the thing is too is we've got to start where we are. Mm. And so for me, it's like so I walked into that class having no clue that I actually desired a great world. I actually desired to be a leader in that greater world and to be something that people could go, wow, you know, I'd like to be more of me. Mm. Um, And I walked into this one thing I got at, well, one of many things that I got out of that class was Gary Douglas said, your life is today 
um, the creation from every choice that you've ever made. Mm. And I went, it just, it hit me because I went, what? Because for me, what I'd been doing my whole life was victim. Mm. You know, I went, well, I'm not happy because of all this abuse and I can't make money because I grew up poor and I can't have a great relationship because I've never seen one. And, and there was all of these reasons and justifications for why I couldn't succeed in my life. And when he said that, I just went, holy shit, if I can create this mm. as my life with the choices I've been making, what else is possible if I start making different choices? So in that, my life started turning around dynamically, but also put me in the driver's seat of it. I went, oh, yeah, no one's going to, mm. yeah, no one's going to create this for me. It's my life. You know, so I, I'm grateful for that awareness at that time because I see where a lot of people do that. And it's like, hey, I get it. Mm -hmm. I get when, you know, when you've had these things in your life that shouldn't have happened to you, you know, but I do get it. And there is something always greater beyond it. It's, it's a gift to know that, that our choices create everything in our lives. And, and also to get that we haven't really been taught how to use it. Mm. Yeah, you know, that's very true. Been, we've been like for a lot of us, we use as in navigating our lives, we'll look at, okay, well, I only want to make the right choices because I don't want to be wrong. Mm. Or, you know, I'll only make the choices that are going to make me look cool or, or are going to whatever that is. But it's yeah. like, so we're navigating our lives with judgment. Mm -hmm. And when we've actually got a whole lot more choice available to us. Mm, yeah, I love that. There's the paralysis by analysis that you're talking to, the trying to fit yeah. in that you're talking to, and we're basing our choices back on that. And I, I can feel, you know, that circles back to all those small things you're referring to before. But just before we go into potentially, you know, choosing um, wisely, uh, I think I, I just want to ask about how daunting, and I think this is coming just from having coached quite a few people through this space myself, um, just that. I had that moment myself where I realized, oh, no one's coming to save me. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, and, you know, the victim archetype is a really strong one in the world we live in, you know. Um, and for better or worse, you know, I can really identify that, especially in a capitalistic society, it's it's beneficial for um, certain people slash organizations for people to feel like they need what they don't have and be in that wanting space and being in that victim space, um, whether it's by grand design intentionally or unintentionally is the verdict still out for me. Um, but that moment, nonetheless, when you start realizing, Oh, no one's coming to save me. And it's, it's, it's kind of bittersweet when I feel into like when I've sat across, you know, coaching calls with it because people all of a sudden go, Oh, that's amazing that I'm so empowered. Like you've been describing like the choice and the responsibility of choices with me. But at the same time, it's like this abyss that you're facing of like, Oh, Holy crap. Like it's, it's actually all on me as well. Like there's, there's such a duality to it. Was that true for your experience? Can we talk about that a little bit? Like, yeah, definitely, definitely. And it's, I think it's got a lot to do with like, we, we build a comfort zone. You know, mm. and it's like, as long as, you know, as long as I've got 
a relationship that works and I've got enough money and I've got, you know, all of those things that make our lives what they are. And it's like, so anything that's going to take us beyond that is like outside of the pool of choice. And that Mm. thing with like, that thing with like where it is all on you, it's like, it kind of seems daunting, but it's also really exciting at the same time because you're like, you kind of just gone from, well, I'm kind of surrounded by walls to now there are no walls. Now I've gone from having this, um, you know, knowable area that I choose from my comfort zone. You know, I know if I choose this, I've got this, I've got this, you know, and you've got that, but then you go, Oh wow. Take away those walls. Now I've got a whole lot more choice Mm. and a whole lot more of what I could create me as what I could create my life and living as it, it can seem to a lot of people as, as as though they have less quote unquote idea of direction which is true Mm -hmm. because you've you've lost your predetermined path that you've been walking Mm -hmm. and now it's like now that path has gone from you've got one beam of light shining down that path to um that path has just opened into whatever it is infinite possibility potentially yeah Yeah. infinite possibilities and it's like holy shit now what do i do (laughs) well that's where it's like that's where it's go like take yourself out of trying to figure it out and go okay i have 10 seconds to choose what do i choose and Mm. one of the tools that we give you know in access consciousness is 10 in 10 second increments of choice is okay, choice is good for 10 seconds. What do you choose? And, and a couple of things with this, because it gets you a lot more present with what mm. you're choosing. Because most of us just go on autopilot of, well, you know, I'm choosing it. I'm blown. I don't even know what I'm choosing. Don't talk to me about choice. I'm just doing my thing. Mm. Well, it's like when you get a lot more present with it, you start recognizing, okay, each choice I'm making is creating something into my future. And if you're willing to get that, then you can start, like I said before, with that thing of navigating our lives with judgment is now you get so present in your life, realizing that you've got a whole lot more choices and also realizing that each choice you make is creating your life. Mm. Now you start navigating your life based on energy and not based on judgment. Mm. So you go from, which was an interesting thing for me because I'd done it on judgment. So now you go from, well, that lightens me up. That, that gives me more of a sense of me. That's what I'm now using to navigate my life. I love that. I love that because you're talking about the visceral experience because one of the things that sort of just flared up for me is like, you know, we're releasing judgment to be present to, you know, that 10 second opportunity of making a choice but, but, but there's a part of me that goes, but then are we not judging our choices? And I know that we're not judging them. I can feel that we're actually discerning in terms of beyond judgment, like what is actually our authentic choice in there. But can you tell us a little bit about, and that level when we're choosing, what is the difference between judgment and discernment? Well, I would say that well, the difference between judgment and discernment is is basically judgment is a lot more obvious mm. you know a lot more obvious when you get pre- it's either it's either right or it's wrong or it's good or it's bad <laughs> yeah. but the the other thing and so discernment is a little bit sneakier you know it mm. can be and it's like but but the thing with judgment is it's like 95 percent of the time we don't even recognize we don't even recognize we're doing it mm. you know like it won't even be necessarily a cognitive thing mm. but you're in you've just got this this 
some image of yourself where it's like, you know what, I'm just somewhere deep down inside. I just think I'm wrong. So everything about me is wrong. Mm. So it's not, that's why it can be so sneaky. And then all of a sudden you, 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 you know, you might meet somebody who's like, you might have somebody in your life who has no judgment of you, mm. which, and if you're, if you're lucky enough to have that, that is awesome. Touch wood. Um, if not, mm. please ask for one to show up. Please mm. ask for somebody in your life that has that. And, you know, I'm grateful to have a, uh, quite a few people like that in my life. And it's like, and I'll be around somebody like that. And it becomes very obvious where I'm not, where I'm in judgment of myself because they don't have it of me. Mm. You know, and they're like, who are you looking at? <laughs> like, you know, and I'm like, I'm, you know, and I just, like I said, I still do it. I'm, I'm way, I'm so much further out of judgment than I was 11 years ago. So, you know, I'll have close friends and I'll be talking to them about something. I'll be like, who are you looking at? Like, what? Yeah. And I'm like, what, what do you mean? And they're like, um, what if you didn't actually judge yourself for that? Mm. And I'm like, whoa. You know, and it's just, it's a different way to, to be. Because the, the thing I've learned also, um, and it's become very obvious is judgment doesn't create, it doesn't create anything, you know? Mm. So you go, well, you know what? I'm really shitty at making money and that's how I'm going to like, I'm going to judge myself so much about that, that it's going to create some change. never creates change. It only creates more of what you're judging. Yeah. You know, and I tell this joke that people probably don't like, but you know, people sometimes laugh this, I, you know, I use this, this analogy of, okay, have you ever looked in the mirror? And judge yourself for having, you know, for for what for having a fat ass or or yeah. have, being too old or yeah. being wrinkly or whatever, and it changed, you know, and <laughs> all and the it, time. And I, <laughs> <laughs> right? Hashtag never. You know, people like, yeah, people yeah. people are like, hmm. When you put it like that, um, stop speaking truth. Like this that, hurts. I guess, <laughs> but it's like, and it's it's like we've got you know we've got to be a little bit more humorous with ourselves too. Mm, it's like, totally. where you go, you know, and I, I do it too. I'm like, Oh my God, like I'm getting wrinkles and shit, you know? And I'm like, yeah. um, yeah, that's really cool that you're doing that right now, but maybe mm. ask a question or yeah. ask what else is possible. With this. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, there's the inner, the inner voice of uh, like the inner voice that we carry is, yeah, it's, it's remarkable just how, and what I'm hearing is like, it's our subconscious. We have these kind of templates, these imprints that we, um, yeah, that we, we judge us at, like it, that they, them, like the templates that it feels almost themselves have this propensity to want to judge from this place of criticism. Um, but I loved, I love that insight. That's a massive takeaway for myself. It's like judgment is not creative. Like that is so yeah. powerful. That is so powerful, man. Like, thank you so much for sharing that with us. Like, yeah, it's so true. It's like, at what point have you been kind of pointing the finger and looking down, even if it's at yourself or someone else? And that's kind of helped change the situation. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, that's that's yeah. really profound. Wow. Yeah, it's, um. you know, the other thing that helped me actually a lot was recognizing that judgment and gratitude can't, coexist because mm. i was like i was always looking for okay there's got to be more with getting out of judgment because i was like apart from saying you know make a different choice or recognize when you're doing it and stop yourself it was like okay but what else like what else what else 
Mm. And in recognizing that, that you can't judge something and be grateful for it. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't work. So it's one or the other. So it's like, so if you, this is where like having that gratitude for yourself or having the gratitude for everything in your life is what allows more to show up more of it and more of everything. And it, it starts on, it starts, um, basically bringing down those walls that you build with judgment and it starts allowing you to receive a lot more, mm. you yeah, know, of all the, the, sorry. the gifts in life. Mm. There you go. Yeah. I love that. And, uh, you know, the, here at the Inspired Evolution, we've run this live your purpose program. Um, and uh-huh. like we, you know, we go through your vision and we dive straight into your mindset and the first piece in mindset, um, you know, we call it transcend your victim but it's all about gratitude, <laughs> you know, and I love that, like you describing that so cleanly, you can't hold judgment and gratitude at the same time, you know, and it's so true because even like looking back on your story, you know, and, you know, and going, you know what, actually even the bits that were really hard, you know, the parts that you're so willing to become a victim to or just have a natural propensity to become a victim because it's so easy, like you were somewhat potentially traumatised by some of those experiences but to even turn around and go, actually, I'm grateful for those because, yeah, they're the ones that actually were like so instrumental in my transformation. They actually landed me here. You know, yep. there's always that silver lining if you look close enough, you know. Do you find that as well? True. True story. Yeah. True story. And there is, like I look at, it's like there's a gift in everything. And you could say that. And that could sound so wishy-washy like, again, again. Wishy-washy yeah. and like, and it's like, you know, like if you've been abused as a kid, which, mm-hmm. which I was, and which mm-hmm. I, a lot of people have been, and then you hear somebody say, saying there's a gift in that there, there, there's a gift in everything. And it's like, you would just want to go, you know what? You're an asshole for saying that. And I get that. So, but, but it's like, but mm-hmm. so I get that, but it's like, does that resistance to it create anything? Yeah. You know, does that fight against it create anything and it's like whereas if you look at okay what's the gift in it and so for me it's like i think one of the biggest gifts for me was i i knew and know now nothing can break me Mm. nothing can break me and it's like you know and i know that if i can get through something like that i can get through anything so there straight away that takes me out of this victim mindset this victim mentality into well i must be like powerful motherfucker if i can get through that shit and still be here today (laughs) but then also still be here today and talk to people about it with the vulnerability of hey i get it Mm -hmm. and i get that shit shouldn't have happened to you and i i do get that and now let's go from there let's let's unravel that let's unstick all of the things that you've stuck yourself in with it and Mm -hmm. let's explore what it is to be you Mm-hmm. And when it's like, and you talk to somebody like that, who's been a, been doing the victim thing for a long time. And they're like, and they're kind of like, well, oh, I'm kind of getting excited about what you're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, this feels a whole lot better than kind of turning the lights off and shutting my curtains and watching TV all day and being depressed. It's yeah. like, yeah, let's, let's explore you. Let's explore mm-hmm. who you are and what you could choose and what you could be. Mm-hmm. And, oh. I love that. We're going from like the inner to the outer now. It's like, so on that journey, like, you know, when you can start to choose what can be, what is you, um, another one of the things that, you know, you, you facilitate is, is it really about the money? So is it really about the money when you're exploring you in the external world? And what does that really mean? Like, what is it if it's not about the money? (laughs) 
Yeah, well, that, good question because it's like, what is it if it's not about money? Because I mean, <laughs> you look at we've it's it's we've we've got three main excuses that mm. we use for um, to get out of something or to not create it, or just as our justification for not choosing is money mm. is one, health is another, and time is another. Mm. They're three things that you cannot argue with. If someone says to you, uh, I don't have the money, I don't have the time, and I'm sick. Um, you ain't arguing with that. They are not choosing it. Mm-hmm. So, but it's like one of the things I found was it's, I was using money as a justification for not choosing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd say, I don't have the money for that, thinking that that was the, that w- money would basically set the parameters of what I could or couldn't choose. And when I realized that if I choose something and then allow the money to come, my life would start expanding. And it mm-hmm. once again took me out of being the victim to money into being able to create it. And it's like I got to this point um, probably, I think it was like eight years ago when I was like, I couldn't change my financial reality. This was not changing. And so I got really present with, one, with it one day and I was looking at it and I, was, and I started asking this question. One of, these, one of the things that we talk about in Access is – if something's got a lot of charge to it or keeps showing up in your life, there's something that you either, and it's not changing, there's something you either, either love about it or hate about it. Mm. And, and I was like, well, I don't, there's no way that I could like love having no money, you know? And I looked at it one day and I got present with it and I went, okay, so what do I hate about money? Mm. And I went, oh, every time money came up when I was a kid, there was always conflict always fighting, always arguing. And I went, I hated the conflict. So I'd put money and conflict together. Mm-hmm. When I got to that, I went, oh, is that actually my point of view? And I went, no, it's not my point of view. I actually like money. Like I, mm-hmm. I like having it. I like just the energy of it. Mm-hmm. And so I went, okay, you know what? That's not my point of view. I'm changing that. I'm actually going to start. Um, I'm changing my point of view from hating money to actually a question of what's it going to take to create it? From that day forth, my money, my financial reality started changing also. Mm. The conscious choice, once again, of uh, how you relate to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so there's so much in there. There's also money. There's also health. There's also time. There's those are like the three biggest, like those are three really big things that we come up against. Um, Yeah. And so in all of those dimensions, is it a matter of, you know, just asking ourselves, the question in terms of, you know, is this really mine or where did I inherit this thought pattern from with regards to my health, with regards to my relationship with my time here, with regards to my money? So let's take health as an example. Um, yeah, like are we choosing our health? Is that is that what you're describing in there as well? Well, basically, and it's like, and there can be a lot of different things, but it's like as soon as we take a fixed point of view about anything, like you'll take, so for, you know, with the money, I, what I talked about, that was my fixed point of view. I don't want conflict. I don't want mm. money. And mm. so that point of view, our point of view creates our reality. And mm. it's the same with, with our health. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for, for somebody who has the point of view that, you know what, I'm sick of this, or is always got that as their kind of go-to, you know, what, mm. I'm sick of this, I'm sick of this, I'm sick of this. They're probably sick a lot of the time or, mm. you know, or maybe your point of view about aging, it could be, you know what, you know, I'm only going to live till I'm 60. That's long enough. That point of view right there creates the aging of your body. So it's like 
And the other thing with this too, though, is how many of them are your points of view? Mm. You know, and we're all psychics, little sponge bulbs of the universe. Yeah. We all walk around. <laughs> we all walk around picking up on everybody else's shit, and then going, um, and then start living it as if it's ours. Mm. And that's why I said before, like I'd gotten to a point in my life where I was like, where did I go? Mm. Who is this person? Like, where, where's me? Where's the happy me? Where's the you know? And it's like it was gone. Mm-hmm. But I was being everybody else, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. like so. You know, you might as a kid have a parent who's unhappy and you've bought their unhappiness, their point of view about unhappiness, their point of view about their body, their health, time, money, all of this. And you've gone, okay, that's the way to function. You know, you've bought these points of view and started creating a reality from it. Mm-hmm. So one of the tools that we've got in Access Consciousness, because the more you're willing to get to everything is just an interesting point of view, which is that basically you're in allowance of everything nothing sticks you is so every fixed point of view that you have is be present with it and go interesting point of view i have that point of view you know like and for a lot of us we've got some that are sharp they're like no that's my point of view and i'm sticking to it Mm. they're usually the ones that are holding a lot of the other stuff together so it's just be present with it and and get to a this is the way to get to allowance of you and everything is interesting you know what interesting point of view i have that point of view you know what? Money's really hard to make. Wow. Interesting point of view. I have that point of view. Well, I'm just, my body's aging. Huh. Interesting point of view. I have that point of view. And it starts like lightening your world up because you start going, oh, if I don't have that point of view, maybe I don't have to, maybe it's not true for me, but also maybe I don't have to create that as my life anymore. Thank you for sharing that. I want to discuss a little bit around it starts lightening up your worldview. Um, when you start to share it, I personally relate because I've been exposed to the work of that you're so heavily invested in with Access Consciousness. But for those that are tuning in, like, can you describe like lightening your your point of view? Like, you know, that may not be something that everybody has a visceral experience of. Um, yeah. How do you describe to for one to sort of connect into that feeling for the first time or like how do we start building a visceral experience of that for ourselves like how like you know i know it as a visceral personal experience um because of many of the tools that have been shared do you have any tools or like what would you describe in that yeah oh definitely an awesome question because it's like okay how do i get to that can you, can you give me something pragmatic to get <laughs> to that and yes and it's like so the the thing is is when you choose something that's true for you, it'll give you that sense of lightness. And when you're choosing something that is not true for you, it'll always have that clunk in your world. It'll always have a sense of heaviness. So what's true for you is light. What's a lie for you is heavy. Mm-hmm. And okay, how do I get to that? Well, it's like what I say to people has is, have you ever made a choice in your life knowing it wasn't going to work out mm. and made it anyway? You know, did you take somebody home knowing that it wasn't going to be fun and you took them home anyway, or you started a relationship or you started a job or whatever that is. And people go, uh, yeah, far too many times that I want to acknowledge, but see, we, that's where you get that sense of, I know this isn't going to work. I know this isn't true for me. So it's, but we choose it anyway, because mm-hmm. we should, or people are telling us to, or whatever that is, but it's like, what I would say to people, 
getting the difference is look at areas of your life that you're choosing right now that you know there's something else possible with, but you're choosing it anyway. Mm. And then go, oh, see, because the other th- the thing with this is, and what I'm grateful for is we do actually know. We do know what's true for us. We just haven't really been going on. We haven't really been going for that because for a lot of us, what's true for us isn't true for another person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're trying to go, well, how's it going to affect them? Like, what's this going to show up for them? And rather than, okay, so what's true for me here? And you start, like, look at the look at the areas of your life where it just gives you more of that sense of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll make, like, for me growing up, it was like, I grew up in the ocean. Surfing for me was just, yes. Put me, any, <laughs> anything could be going on around me and it was like just, Please, ocean, where are you? Yeah. Don't ask me why I moved to Houston, but (laughs) but, um, it's like, so that I knew that's true. That lightens my world up. So Mm. now that I have an awareness of that energy. So when I'm in the ocean, I have more of me and I I know that. So now Mm. I have an awareness of that energy. I go, okay, so where else is that? Where else can that energy be in my life? Mm. Because it's not, it doesn't have to be this either or, but you start getting this thing of going, well, so if I can have more of me in the ocean, and what if I could have more of me with this? Mm-hmm. And you start recognizing that it's not the ocean giving mm-hmm. you the energy. It's you and the choices that you're making to be what you are in the ocean. Mm. And then when you do that, you go, oh, holy shit. So you mean that I could have the space that I am in nature or the space that I am around people that, are, that don't judge me or the space that I am when I'm just being me, you know? You mean I could have that in all the areas of my life where I'm not being me? Mm. Uh, yeah. And and you you can and you know it. You've just got to choose it. And it's like that's where it's like you asked before about this thing with the choice of possibilities. Choice is the powerhouse of the universe. Mm. And we have it. And it's like but we haven't been educated on how to use it for, for a lot of us. So it's like it is truly recognizing that you that with with choice, comes possibilities so whenever you like feel stuck in something it's go it's rather than go i'm stuck in this and and now i'm the victim to it and it has more power than me is okay this is here this energy's here right now this situation's here right now what choice did i make that created this Mm. and now what choices do i have available that i've never chosen Mm. and that just takes us from holy shit, I'm in a pile of mud that I couldn't get out of to there's the pile of mud. I'm getting out of it. Yeah. And what else is possible? Yeah. I love and what that. else is possible? And that's a good question. Oh, Brandon, man, thank you so much for that. <laughs> Brother, before I let you go, I'd love to feel into, when you feel into an inspired evolution what does that mean for, to you? Like when you're feeling into the, the, like a future, is it people are able to basically be free of judgment? They have the choice of possibility. Like what is, what does your inspired evolution for the collective, for yourself um, look like? What's, what's your vision? Oh, yes to, yes to a lot less judgment, but also yes to a whole, a whole lot more kindness, but also the recognition that, we have so much more available than what we've, what we can basically, what we can see, what we've been told. And it's like, what if we, what if we had a world where a lot more 
of the kindness was there and a lot more of the honoring of each other and a lot more, a lot more of the question of, you know what, what else is possible right now? And also a lot more vulnerability with ourselves to look at the choices that we're making and go, you know what, um, I'd really like a planet to live on for the next thousand, 10,000 years. And I may just be me, but the choices I'm making are creating part of that too. So what would I like to be that actually would be the energy of that into the future and start? And it, people would look at that and go, yeah, but that's a whole lot of pressure to put on me. Well, not really. If you look at it and go, you know, I'd like a future of lightness, like a future where anything is possible, where people actually contribute to each other. And we all, we, well, as many of us as possible create something and we all recognize that just because I'm me, I am connected to everyone and anything and everything. And it's like, I'm going to start making those choices today that have more of a sense of that. And it's like, when you do that, when you take yourself out of this, what's well, just little old me into, wow, it's just me, but I'm going to be part of that too, is everything starts showing up way easier and way more magical. Brother, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that. You're and, welcome. Uh, thank man, you, my friend. Thank you so much for sharing yourself so abundantly, openly. And, you know, I can easily just thank you for your time here today. But I know it's a lifetime of work that goes into informing this conversation here today. So, man, thank you so much for your walk and the way you show up in the world and the work that you're doing. And Brazil's really blessed to have you right there right now. It's one of my favorite thank countries. Uh, bro, on behalf of myself and the Inspired Evolution Tribe and audience, wishing you all the best going forward as well. And, yeah, thank you so much, man. Thank you, my friend. And thank you for everything that you're contributing. Your show is awesome and you're awesome. <laughs> Big love. Thank you so much for tuning in to this amazing episode of the Inspired Evolution. Without you, the Inspired Evolution tribe, this podcast would not be what it is today. Thank you so much for your love and your support. Thank you so much for being so inspired to evolve. It's truly inspiring. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the Inspired Evolution on YouTube, the home of the Inspired Evolution's video podcast. We release inspiring conversations such as this every week, along with guided meditations and empowering insights all designed to help you grow and evolve. Honestly, your subscription on YouTube to the channel helps us out a great deal. And one of the other benefits, if you're having any insights or shifts from these episodes that you want to chat about, or if you'd like to leave myself or the guest a message, please do so in the comments on YouTube. I truly look forward to hearing from you. And as always, Tribe, remember to stay inspired and keep evolving.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 